Welcome to our Catechism class. It's a weekly look at the Heidelberg Catechism to help you learn Christian doctrine with a warm and practical application. Each lesson has its own study guide, and the web link to find that guide can be found in the episode notes. Okay, let's start the lesson. Welcome to our Catechism class. Today we're going to be talking about daily bread. We're going to be looking at Lord's Day 50, question 125 in the Heidelberg Catechism. We're going to ask the question, what's the best way to learn to trust God for everything in life, even the most basic human necessities? And could the answer be found right here in the Lord's Prayer? right here in this very petition, the fourth petition, where we're taught to ask God for the most basic element of all, for bread, the very staff of life. If we can see that God provides so simple a need as a slice of bread, then surely our dependence on him will be improved. Surely our thankfulness will grow. So let me explain that in this podcast. I'm Bob McAvoy. And this is the Semper Reformata Podcast. So we have come to the fourth petition in the Lord's Prayer, and our instructor in the Catechism asks, in question 125, what is the fourth petition? And the answer we must give is give us today our daily bread. That is, provide us with all our bodily needs, so that we may acknowledge that you are the only fountain of all good, and that our care and labour, and also your gifts, cannot do us any good without your blessing. Grant, therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all preachers, and place it only in you. So before we look at the actual wording of the answer, I want to ask you a very challenging and very personal question. What do you take for granted? You know, it really wouldn't do you any harm just to make a list. I'm going to give you some suggestions. How about breathing? There's a start. Every breath we take is God's gift. At a service last week, I met a lady who can hardly walk. She has to walk a, using a walking rollator, a three-wheeled frame with a pouch in which she transports an oxygen bottle with a tube conveying the life-giving gas to her lungs. Every breath that that woman takes is laboured. Every breath is a gasp for life. Most of us breathe without even thinking about it and just take it for granted. We never think to thank God for it. And water? Do you know, we complain bitterly when we get up in the morning and see the rain coming down. We turn on the tap and fresh, clean, refreshing water that we can drink comes out. In Africa, a little girl walks miles in bare feet to find a well with polluted water so that she can fill up a weighty pitcher and carry that filthy water back to her home where it will likely give her and her family some waterborne disease. And yet we take water for granted. 
What about our own senses? We can hear and we can see and we can speak and we can smell and taste and touch. And yet there are people who are paraplegic, who have no sense of touch. People living with deafness, with speech restrictions, with blindness. We take our senses, our God-given ability to see and to hear and to move for granted. What about sleep? It's great to get a good night's sleep. There are so many people who struggle every evening with sleep deprivation. What they would give for a good night's sleep. And we who can sleep go to bed and we wake up the next morning and we think nothing more of it. And of course, the Lord Jesus in the Lord's Prayer reminds us that the most basic thing that we have is bread. Bread is the staff of life. I'm not talking about the fancy breads that you get nowadays in an artisan bakery somewhere in BT9. Bread with foreign-sounding names and hoity-toity descriptions, double-fermented bread made with a wheat sourdough and stuffed with juicy black olives. I'm talking about the plainest, most basic bread product. We buy them at the supermarket every day. And we make them into sandwiches and we make toast and we feed them to the birds in the garden and the swans at the duck pond. Basic things. And we take them for granted. And we expect them to be there when we need them and when we want them. But shouldn't we be more careful? Shouldn't we realise that it is only through the goodness and provision of God that we have these very basic necessities? Shouldn't we be far more thankful and trust him more? In Psalm 145, the psalmist says, The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. There's a beautiful Hebrew prayer in Proverbs 30, verse 7 to verse 9. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. I think it would be good just now to stop and to get a pen and to write down all the very basic things you see around you. And when you've done that, take time to pray and thank God for giving you each and every one of them as the Catechist says, so that we may acknowledge that you are the only fountain of all good. Lord, we confess that we often take for granted the simple everyday things that make this earthly life possible. We become obsessed, along with our culture, 
with the luxury items that we crave so much. Because we take these basics for granted, we are ungrateful. and We forget to thank our Heavenly Father for them. So Lord, teach us to pray every day for our daily bread, for our basic needs to be met. And when we make that prayer, we ask you that you would help us to be ever mindful that there are those who are less well off than we and who struggle every day with the basics needed to sustain life. Amen. So let's look briefly now at what the Catechist is teaching us in question 125. And there are two points that I want to make very simply in this class. Just that there is a need for us to pray every day at daily prayer. And that when we pray, we have, or ought to have, a correct perspective on where our blessings come from. So we ought to pray every day. We've thought about being thankful to God for everything in life, even the very smallest blessings. What will that do now? We've done that. Maybe we'll do it again next week, or next year, or maybe the next time we remember. The answer, of course, is that we are to pray for daily bread. We're only ever to ask God for enough for today. The Lord's not commanding us here to pray for reserves or to accumulate wealth. We're encouraged to live simple lives. We trust him just enough for each and every day as it comes along, one day at a time. Jesus himself taught us in the Sermon on the Mount that we're not to worry about anything. We're not to ask, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Because those are the priorities of the Gentiles. Our Heavenly Father already knows that we need those things. So Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Remember when you're praying daily to include both your spiritual and your material blessings. We must be thankful for those blessings and we must ask God for those blessings. The Catechist simply says that we are to pray for our bodily needs. But perhaps bodily needs are more than just physical, more than just material. The word daily in Greek is epiousios, a word that occurs nowhere else in Greek literature except in the context of the Lord's Prayer. And that makes it a really difficult word to translate. It could mean necessary for today daily, sufficient. John Chrysostom, the ancient Greek preacher, suggested needful for life. And that interpretation of the word has led some to suggest that it could be referring not just to daily bread, but to the very bread of life itself, our spiritual needs. Perhaps that's why the Holy Spirit inspired the gospel writers to use this word to focus our minds on the breadth of what we really need, to include both our physical and our spiritual bread, which we need to be fed with in our prayers and in our thankfulness.
so we have to pray every day, just for enough for that one day. And we have to have a correct perspective on where those blessings come from. The Catechist reminds us that we may acknowledge God as the only fountain of all good. The point of this prayer, this part of the prayer, is to encourage us to trust in God for everything, acknowledging that everything comes from him. Acts chapter 14 and verse 17 says, Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness, in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. So everything that we have, every piece of bread that we eat, every crumb, belongs to the Lord. For the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and is given to us by our Heavenly Father, because He loves us. So if we truly grasp this point, and understand that every blessing that we have, no matter how large or how small, comes from the Lord, then it will encourage us to take further action, in that we will withdraw our trust from everything else that this world trusts in. We'll stop trusting in ourselves. We'll stop trusting in our finances. We'll stop trusting in our abilities. We'd remember that every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Remember that in Ecclesiastes, we're taught that everything that we do, every labour, every effort, every activity is futile and is vanity without the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 2 to 3. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labour in which he toils under the sun? So the Catechist says, Grant therefore that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it only in you. A wee word of caution. Just because God has provided for all our needs, that doesn't mean that we can sit back and be idle and do no work. We're reminded in Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10 to 12, For even when we were with you, we com- commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. That this teaching comes to us as a part of the Lord's Prayer reminds us that prayer itself is an expression of our neediness and trust in God's ability to provide and our thankfulness for that provision. If we're not praying, can we truly say that we are trusting God? Or must we then confess that we are trusting ourselves rather than God? Here's a prayer from Matthew Henry. Father, we ask not for bread for a great while to come, 
but that we may have this day our daily bread. For we would learn, please Lord, teach us, not to be anxious for tomorrow, what we shall eat or what we shall drink or what we shall wear, but we cast our care upon you, our Heavenly Father, who knows that we have need of all these things, who feeds the birds of the air, though they neither sow nor reap, and will much more feed us, who are of more value than many sparrows. We do not pray for daily bread for ourselves only, but for others also. O satisfy your prayer with bread, and let all who work righteously and speak uprightly dwell on the heights. Let the place of their defence be the fortress of rocks. Let their bread be given them, and their water be sure. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.